0: of mine as Stan Takes a Wife in Golden Girls Season 4, Episode 10. This is Sophia's Choice, a Golden Girls podcast. My name is Brent. I'm Alan.
1: Hi. I guess I'm Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) Yes,
0: you are. And we're here tonight to talk about...
1: However you want to call it. Mm. Yeah. However you want to call it. (laughs) I'll respond to both.
0: You do you. Whatever you want. (laughs) (laughs) So... We're here today to talk about another episode of the Golden Girls um, in hopes that, you know, when 2024 rolls around, we'll know which episode was the best. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to talk about this particular episode. I've totally butchered this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, I like it. I think you're well, going... you said the word episode about 13 times so far. <laughs> it's because I'm having an episode. Full <laughs> steam ahead, I
1: say. <laughs>
0: So yeah, yeah, we're just gonna power through. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyways, we're gonna talk about this uh, <sighs> bit of <laughs> television. <laughs>
2: So now you're feeling so well, conscious about saying episode again. What oh, would you call that? <laughs> so, Seems there
0: should be a word for that. Exactly. I've got all these words in my head I cannot say. I'm half tempted to be like, we're going to talk about this episode or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> just double down. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then
2: just hand me back my paper. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Here's your paper. Okay. So, yeah, we'll talk about this, uh, this bit of television. <laughs> we'll figure out what our favorite line was, um, you know, who the mvp is going to be um how many slices of cheesecake we would give it and then is that all we do really
2: that's pretty much it yeah, yeah that's you you sort of cover. us in a nutshell
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah it's funny because it got pretty lively after the start but to your first part because you were saying a very monotone and Ski and I were sitting here quietly waiting to find out what was happening. It sounded like <laughs> NPR <laughs> to begin with. Exactly. I was,
0: I was definitely going for a Garrison Keillor thing, but you know me. I couldn't keep that excitement going. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, I got four pages worth here, so, you know, save a little bit. Um, Okay. (laughs) Anyways, uh, we got uh, Season 4, Episode 10, Stan Takes a Wife. Mm -hmm. The original air date on this one was January 7th, 1989, so our first episode of 89. Yeah. uh, Written by Winifred Hervey and directed by Terry Hughes. This would have been our first episode of uh, uh,
0: Bush Sr.'s administration? Yeah, I suppose so just well, comes into play next episode. Not today technically, too.
2: right? I mean, he would have been elected. He would have been the president-elect at that point.
0: When's inauguration? Like January fifth or sixth or something? Oh, like twentieth, twentieth. Oh, Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, twentieth
1: or twenty-first. I can't remember which. Yeah,
2: but it, he was close. Yeah, uh, you know, he was uh, in the wings anyway at that point. Yeah. So, but anyway, uh, Reagan was a dead man walking. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> lame gipper. <laughs> well, wait a second. Then if it was eighty-eight then wouldn't it have been um this is 89 89 who did you say was about to take over uh bush senior yeah you're right and then okay i'm gonna have to cut that i'm too stupid yeah he is right i was thinking like i was thinking bush and clinton and i forgot that no it was bush for the one term then clinton for the two terms but Mm -hmm. yeah exactly um so, yeah, um, Bush Sr. was four years away from moving into Springfield. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, anyway, the uh, the show opens up in the kitchen with uh, Rose and Dorothy doing the dishes. As Blanche gets home from her, uh, from definitely getting ditched, definitely ditched at a showing of Rain Man. Mm-hmm. I assume that's what it was because that was the number one movie at the time. <laughs> um, Dorothy tells her, don't feel bad. Look what it's done for Sonny Bono. Mm-hmm. Which brings us... <laughs> <laughs>
1: I like That's an this this is is early cool. jump in right there. Yeah, this <laughs> brings us
2: to Alan's deep dive. Now I'm telling you right what. I don't I don't review a ton of these episodes. Uh, it, like I said, it'll be a little more frequent probably mm-hmm. going forward than it has been in the past. Yeah. I'm gonna have a start uh, I'm going to have to start listening or watching these episodes first before I agree to do the recap because (laughs) this one was damn near bereft of options (laughs) for a deep dive. Last episode had a ton. Next episode has a ton. This one, I had Sonny Bono or Designing Women. Those are my only references to choose from (laughs) in the entire episode. So.
1: Well, you, can, you know, we can totally uh, screen them next time. No, it? no, it's okay. After we've watched them or
0: something. I mean, at some point, I think I think you could have done, like, The Life and Times of Her Edelman.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know, though. That, to me, I feel like I specifically like to grab a reference from the actual episode. Uh-huh. Um, whereas, yeah, because I, I could have done Winifred Hervey or whoever. <laughs> you know, there's plenty Shubs. of things I could have gone into. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But exactly. yeah, I guess next time my deep dive could be some fan fiction. You could could be. <laughs> <laughs> could be.
0: Oh. I'm telling you, you can write your own Sophia fan fiction. Mm-hmm. You know, all you needs, you know, a Sophia, a location and a fedora. <laughs> right. I like I like go. the
1: idea that you could put like a dirty spin on Sophia's choice. Mm-hmm. Maybe and say with some sass. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, Salvador Philip Bono, uh born mm-hmm. February 16th, 1935, same date as my uh as my nephew, Trevor. he was <laughs> born in 1935. <laughs> the the November or the February 16th part of that. Oh, gotcha. And then I uh, died January 5th, 1988. Is that Damn. Valentine's Day? What's that? Two days prior or two days after Valentine's. Gotcha. And then he died January 5th, 1998. American singer, songwriter, producer, actor, and politician who came to fame in partnership with his second wife, Cher, mm-hmm. as the popular singing duo Sonny and Cher. Yeah. Uh, he was the uh, mayor of Palm Springs, California from 88 to 92, mm-hmm. and the Republican congressman for California's 44th district from uh, 95 until his death in 1998, mm-hmm. uh, which I- his wife actually took over for him after he died and then continued so for, I think, several terms afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chastity did not follow along in the family business. No. Um, and then uh, he was born in Detroit as a Santo Bono, or two Santo Bono and Zena Bono. His mother called him Sono as a term of endearment, which eventually evolved into Sonny over time. Mm -hmm. So that's where the the Sonny comes from. Um, He uh, decided early in life to become part of the music business and began writing songs as a teenager. Coco Joe, a song he wrote at age 16, was recorded by Don and Dewey in 1958 and later covered by several other artists, including the Righteous Brothers.
1: Nice. That sounds kind
2: of cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he attended Englewood High School, but he did not graduate, opting to drop out so he could begin to pursue a career as a songwriter and performer. He worked at a variety of jobs while trying to break into the music business, including waiter, truck driver, construction laborer, and butcher's helper. So nice. he handled the meat. He um, did.
0: Proud union man.
2: Exactly. I'm sure. Well, I don't know. Back then, do you think the butchers had a union? Oh, I would like to think. That you said carpenter and truck driver? Yeah. So you right. think he went from one union job to another uh, after so. the waiter job? Yeah. So uh, for He it, became a Republican, so I guess he <laughs> started buzzing the pooped <laughs> <laughs> all over that, right? <laughs> exactly. So uh, he began his uh, music career as a songwriter at Specialty Records, where his song, Things You Do To Me, was recorded by Sam Cooke and went on to work for record producer Phil Spector, pre-murder, I assume, mm-hmm. um, in the uh, early oh. 1960s as a promotion man, percussionist, and gopher. Uh, later in the same decade... Does, does Phil Spector really need a hype man? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The hair doesn't always get it done for him, so maybe sometimes he needs someone out in the front. I wonder who's taller, Phil Spector or Sonny Bono. Yeah, I know they were a couple little dudes. Yeah. Maybe, I would guess Phil Spector was probably slightly taller, and that's what helped uh, Sonny Bono get the job as exactly. his assistant. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but later in the decade, he achieved commercial success with his wife, Cher, in the singing duo Sonny and Cher, um, he wrote, and arranged, wrote, arranged, and produced a number of hit records including the singles I Got You Babe and The Beat Goes On, although Cher received more attention as the performer. Uh, he played a major part in Cher's solo recording uh, career, writing and producing singles including Bang Bang and You Better Sit Down Kids. Uh, his lone hit single as a solo artist, Laugh at Me, was released in uh, 1965 and peaked at number 10 on the Billboard Hot 100. In live concerts, Bono introduced the song by saying, I'd like to sing a medley of my hit, which <laughs> <laughs> I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> um, he did continue to work with Cher through the early um, to mid-70s, starring in the popular television variety show, The Sunny and Cher Comedy Hour, uh, from 71 to 74, and then again from 76 to 77. The duo, even though they were divorced, uh, returned to perform The Sonny and Cher Show uh, for another or for a season there. And their last appearance together was on Late Night with David Letterman okay. on November 13th of 87, mm-hmm. in which they sang, I Got You, Babe.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, so just the year before this k- this episode.
2: Yep. Okay. Um, and then in 2011, Sonny Bono was inducted into the Michigan Rock and Roll Legends Hall of Fame. I don't think, though, that uh, he's been uh, inducted into the actual Rock and Roll oh, Hall Yes, no. Um, and then, of course, film and television. Uh, Bono's acting career includes bit parts as guest performance in such television series as Fantasy Island, Charlie's Angels, The Love Boat, Six Million Dollar Man, and Chips.
1: See, that's what I was thinking of, Alan. Oh, okay. <laughs> you. <laughs> You're like, oh, Lee Last episode. That's <laughs> uh,
2: he played the role of a uh, mad bomber Joe Cellucci on, in Airplane 2, the sequel, mm-hmm. um, and appeared in the horror film Troll in 1986. Mm-hmm. He also portrayed racist entrepreneur Franklin Von Tussle in the John Waters film Hairspray. And then in Men in Black, he's one of several oddball celebrities seen on a wall of video screens that monitor extraterrestrials living among us. Mm-hmm. So apparently, I would assume that means that he's supposed to be an extraterrestrial yeah. mm-hmm. in that movie.
1: I want to say Michael uh, Jackson was up there as well. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else that they specifically called out as an alien.
0: They said on Elvis. Elvis didn't die. He just went home. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I do
1: remember that.
2: Um, And then he he appeared in several other things, but he also appeared as himself as a guest starring as himself in several things, including uh, the Golden Girls. (laughs) Uh, That one's coming up here in 1990. So we're still about, I think, a Mm. season and a half away from that. Uh, But he played, uh, he vied with Lyle Waggoner for Dorothy's Affection in a Dream sequence. Mm. Uh, in Blanche's dream, her husband is still alive, and Bono uses his power as mayor of Palm Springs to have Wagner falsely arrested so he can have Dorothy to himself. Hmm. Uh, Sophia, Wily. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Sophia had been hoping for Sonny and Dorothy to get together and actively supported Sonny, so we have that to look forward to here.
0: <laughs> have we had the episode where um, Sophia and Dorothy dress like Sonny and Cher?
2: I don't think so. No, I, I, I know that one It must be coming soon. Um, well, I don't know we're halfway through basically at this mm-hmm. point and we yeah. haven't seen it yet I, i'm certain we haven't got to that episode yet but i'm looking I don't forward know to that it either. sherry and i actually dressed as sunny and share um for it was for halloween probably around 98 i would guess we got together Which in 96 so maybe it was 97 okay. and i played share and she did sunny okay so it was it was a fun it was a good costume if i can find a picture i'll try to post it on our social media mm-hmm. um but I was a much younger man back then, <laughs> playing a beautiful woman, by the way. I'm sure mm-hmm. so.
1: Were we still in high school when you did that? Uh,
2: I don't think so, because Sharon and I didn't get together until – we definitely weren't, because we didn't get together until December of our senior year. Okay. So it, it must have been probably freshman year of college. Because well, I
1: remember, was it freshman or sophomore year, I came to visit you guys on Halloween, and I had that, like – did Danny have the sailor hat?
2: Oh, yeah. You wore, you wore a Dennis Rodman jersey and a sailor hat was your <laughs> yeah. costume. Um, but that was in Bloomington. So that was probably sophomore year. So I'm guessing it was probably like freshman year of college that it went we went to a friend of our house, a friend of ours house, a girl named Raven. You you remember yeah, Raven, remember I'm Raven. sure, Raven. Ski. I um, saw yeah. her
1: a few years ago, actually. Oh, did you? Two two years ago. She was at a, uh, an event downtown, actually.
2: Well, I wonder if our listener, uh, Angel, has ever run into her, because it sounds like Angel's a New Kids on the Block fan, mm-hmm. and apparently Raven was also, or is also a huge New Kids on the Block fan, mm-hmm. and has gone on cruises and whatnot that uh, yes. that band hosts. So Raven, she kind of a shorter girl? she have long, straight hair? No. Um, she's, I would say, average height. Uh, she's taller than Sherry, um, mm-hmm. probably like. Five four, five five, something like that. I not, think she not had short tall. hair
1: when I saw her last.
2: Yeah, but I mean, I, I don't know how long ago it would have been you've seen her. I haven't seen her in 20 <laughs> years at this point. So, okay. I used to know a girl named Raven, oh, okay. and I can't imagine there are that many down in the Brown County area. <laughs> oh, probably not, um, but it's still unlikely to be that one you think it's unlikely that we know the same raven yeah i would think so i mean because she's not down in the brown county area she's in the marion county area
0: oh i thought this girl was like in bloomington they no
2: no out. no she she w- she went to high school with her and okay. it was at her parents house so gotcha. okay um, as far as i know she, she's probably been to brown county at some you point get, you, you <laughs> but, want me to call her, no. <laughs> yeah. you, call her? <laughs> hey, you got her number i think oh, good uh but anyway, political career, Bono politics after experiencing great frustration with local government bureaucracy and trying to open a restaurant in Palm Springs. He made a successful bid to become the new mayor and served his four years there. He was instrumental in spearheading the creation of the Spal- Palm Springs International Film Festival, which is held each year in his memory. Uh, he was elected to the House of Representatives in 94, um, and he was one of uh, 12 co-sponsors of a House bill extending copyright. Although the bill was never voted on in the Senate, um, a similar Senate bill was passed after his death and named the Sonny Bono Copyright Term Extension Act. Really rolls off the tongue, uh-huh. um, indeed. In his memory, it's also known derisively as the Mickey Mouse Protection Act. <laughs> so I think that we discussed uh, yeah. something similar to this—not this bill, of course, but just you know the rights of Mickey being protected. <laughs> so <laughs> this doesn't lose it. Um, Disney uh,
1: is fiercely protective of copyrights. Oh, sure. Of course (laughs) they would be. I mean, Um,
2: he remains the only member of Congress to have scored a number one pop single on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 chart. (laughs) That
1: is not altogether surprising. Yeah, no. no. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: He was married four times. Um, His first wife, Donna Rankin, uh, their daughter, uh, Christy, was born in 58 then in '64, he married act or he married Cher, mm-hmm. and uh, Chaz Bono, being born in '69. Bono married actress model Susie Kalejo in uh, 1981, and then his final wife, Mary Whitaker, in '86, and they had two children, Sharice uh, or Shazare, I don't know, and uh, Shiana Marie mm-hmm. in '91. So, mm-hmm. oh, and he's also the uh, godparent of uh, Anthony Ketis. Really? Yeah, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Wow. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. He died in 85 um, of injuries uh, that were incurred after he hit a tree while skiing at uh, Heavenly Mountain Resort in South Lake Tahoe, California. What year? Uh, It would have been 98. Okay. Uh, January 5th, 98. I may have butchered that a little bit. said 85. I may have. I don't <laughs> I was, know. What? <laughs> he went it's back a, in the past. It's a twist. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Then he was a zombie <laughs> for the next 13 years. I'd watch um, a bunch of zombie Bono movie. <laughs> <Right>.
1: <laughs> that's when he really be shined as, a, as a, a politician.
2: Now, one thing I thought was odd was after Bono's death, Mary Bono said that uh, Sonny had been addicted to prescription drugs, mainly Vicodin and Valium and that she believed her husband's drug use caused the accident, but no drugs or alcohol were found in his body. Mm. So I thought that's odd. Like, why are you throwing that out there? <laughs> it's yeah, it like, to... why do I want to besmirch the dead? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, maybe there was some sort of a reason, but.
1: Uh, maybe she said that beforehand, and then they did the autopsy or something, and mm. then that... <laughs> she, she wanted to get out ahead of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, no, it like be. they yeah. asked yeah. or something, because yeah. so, sometimes there's an right. uh, investigation done or something. Yeah.
2: So, and mm-hmm. one thing, last little bit about him is that uh, I really like his epitaph on his headstone. It uh, reads, "And the beat goes on." Mm, that's nice. good. Obviously, not referring to the heartbeat. No, no. <laughs> but so that was my deep dive today. And yeah. you know, I figure, like I said, out of the two options that I came across, that was the better <laughs> of the two. Yeah. I would think most people who listen to this probably know who Sonny Bono yeah. is um, and are fairly well aware of him. Yeah. But you know, there are certainly, I'm sure, a handful of younger folks that. Mm-hmm. May exactly. not may not know much about Sonny. I imagine they still would know about Cher, but yeah. maybe not Sonny so much. So you mentioned um, Sonny, the only
0: member of Congress to have a number one hit. Right. Do you know which member of Congress has been in the most
2: number one movies? Let me think about it. Um, I would have to guess... Uh, got to be Mitch McConnell, right? <laughs> I mean, he's got the looks. <laughs> he <laughs> was,
1: wasn't he in Master of Disguise?
2: Yeah, I could, yeah that's right. <laughs> the most
1: turtle club. Right. Like. Right. <laughs> Am
0: I not turtle enough for you? <laughs> so, uh, Senator Patrick Leahy. Oh, okay, what, what movie was he in? Um, he's been in like... I want to say like the last five or six Batman movies. Oh, okay. So regardless of playing Batman, Patrick <laughs> Leahy's normally in there. <laughs> he's a big Batman fan.
2: Very nice. Wow. So, so he the, uses um, his uh, political power to get himself a role each yeah. time?
0: like in um, Dark Knight, he was the guy at um, the party that the Joker threatens, and he was like, you know, my dad cut my face, or oh, do okay. well, know how I get these scars, that mm. whole bit. So Very cool. That was his role. I like
1: that movie, how he always uh, changes the story. Yeah, yeah.
0: That a solid movie.
2: Yeah, yeah, really good. Still holds up. Uh, but, anyways, yeah, that was a very early deep dive. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Line
0: two. <laughs> See, so. people don't know now. Like, they got an awkward intro and mm-hmm.
2: then a deep dive off the top. And <laughs> yeah, they don't know what the hell's going on. Exactly. In case you All downhill
1: from here,
0: folks. <laughs> in case you've you forgotten Down is, down is, down
2: is up. Season four, episode ten: Stan takes a wife. Is mm-hmm. around. So at this point, um, so the girls are in the kitchen.
0: I like that it Stan takes a wife. Mm. You know, like it's not his first rodeo. Oh well, yeah. But it, the title makes it seem like Stan's finally ready to settle down. <laughs> right. <laughs> a woman's gonna make an honest man out of him.
2: Uh, so as uh, Sophia enters <laughs> the kitchen, Blanche laments that she has finally lost it. To which Sophia replies, "In more back seats than any woman I know." we find out that Sophia has uh, been sick for over a week, and then Stan arrives announcing, hi everyone, it's me, Stan. Yeah, he at always, this point
1: I think that's gotta be a running gag for yeah, writers.
2: I agree. Uh, Stan then announces that he is getting married and uh, he details the way he wooed his new paramour, Catherine, stating, yeah, I read in a book by some dame shrink, the chicks really eat that stuff up. Which I thought was one of Stan's better lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, very, Rose, it was a very was Stan like, line.
1: Mm-hmm. Rose was complimenting him because he was like, yeah, I just, you know, sent little love letters and stuff yeah, for no chocolates reason. chocolates
2: and flowers and all that.
1: She's like, wow, that's really great. And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, uh, <laughs> just how a butter her bread. <laughs> right. Uh, he then shows them the ring and admits that the gym is tiny, fake, and thoughtless, stating, it was cheap. I'm cheap. What can I tell you? Uh, he accepts help to buy a different ring and then rushes off to make a terrific meal for Catherine. And Dorothy states, uh, in 38 years of marriage, you never once cooked a terrific meal for us. And then he's, he replies, uh, Neither did you. Mm-hmm. Which, boom, might drop. That's that was my a,
1: favorite line of the, the show.
2: It was yeah. a damn good comeback. I'll definitely give him credit <laughs> yeah, for that. Was uh, I was irritated that I got a Stan episode because, as I've stated mm-hmm. multiple times, I'm not a Stan fan in general. Yeah. But he, he was, it was a good. It was an episode that was positive for Stan. Sonny and Stan. Yeah,
0: but it's again though. Thirty-eight years of marriage,
2: seven years of divorce. Mm-hmm. So Michael should be forty-five, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're back in the kitchen here. Uh, Scene two. We're back in the kitchen. Um, Sophia is still sick and uh, spreading the love and disease by making a hearty meal for everybody. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she was even yeah. coughing too. Oh wasn't yeah. You?
2: Well, Blanche and Rose get back from helping Stan shop, and Sophia has a coughing fit, uh, nearly succumbing to the consumption. Uh, as Rose calls nine one one for help, I assume nine one one. She said the paramedics, so maybe she knows the direct line to the hospital. Yeah. I think we established two weeks ago that right nine one one. Yeah, three weeks ago. 9-1-1. may or may not have been available in exactly. that uh, area yet. Exactly. So now we switch to the hospital mm-hmm. as the girls await news on Sophia. Stan arrives, and the doctor comes in to tell Dorothy that Sophia has pneumonia, Mm -hmm. and that the next few hours are critical. Uh, Dorothy sends the other three home, um, and Stan cops a field during a group hug, Mm -hmm. which was uh, classy.
0: mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: He's consistent. Uh, And then we come back from what appeared to be a commercial break with Stan returning to the hospital with food.
0: Like, why do you think, like, Stanley's going to cop a feel? Like, why do you think he went with Dorothy instead of
2: Blanche? Well, you know, maybe just because of the familiarity. He, he probably felt like he could get away with it with Dorothy. See, I think he'd have a better chance with Blanche, though. I don't know. I, mean, I, I think, think she'd be
1: more plo- prone to slap him. She's talked about how much she dislikes him before.
2: Yeah, Blanche, I think, he is more willing to commit violence. Um, <laughs> remember, men who have done less, yes. <laughs> you know, have scars <laughs> or whatnot. Exactly. But that that's just bum fights. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, so now uh, we come back after the commercial break and Stan's return to the hospital's food. Uh, Dorothy's frustrated with the lack of an update and uh, Stan grabs it or tells a young man, I want some information. I want it now. And actually, I think my favorite, maybe my favorite line of the episode was his reply, and he says that John is down the hall. <laughs> I just love the idea that, like, Stan needs to take a dump, <laughs> and, and that's just what the guy assumes yeah. <laughs> that he needs. He's like, this man seems backed up. <laughs> well, <Right? laughs> what's well, even greater, do you have any more information on that little back and forth? Well, then he, he asks him again. He asks him something again, and the guy says the cafeteria is closed. And then he's like, "I'll give you some money if you get a doctor." Mm-hmm. And, and immediately, the guy had an accent. The accent drops, yeah. and uh, and he goes off to find a doctor for them. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: this is like a doctor will be all right with you or something.
2: Right. And then the doctor comes in. He acts uh, kind of annoyed that he was even mm-hmm. brought over because of how busy they are. And you know, Stan gets in his shit about it and mm-hmm. tells him he wants an update on the hour every hour. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we're still in the same scene, but we know time has passed as the sun is now out. (laughs) It was was another, I think, first. Yeah, they go
1: to eat uh, like an Italian dinner. Well, he brings the the
2: Italian dinner back, but then they kind of sit next to each other. I don't want to say snuggle, but they're like, stands comforting Dorothy Mm -hmm. as she's leaned against him. And then it just stays on there with some awkward music playing in the Mm -hmm. background. And then the sun just comes out outside, Mm -hmm. you know, to show the the passage of time
1: yeah we don't really know if did they eat the food and then get back in the same position basically or i, I got the impression is just
2: that she just yeah laid there and then and fell asleep and then apparently they didn't get their hourly updates because they were asleep on the couch <laughs> right because no one came to wake so them up stands
1: uh <laughs> harsh words did not ring true right
2: mm-hmm. um a doctor comes in to inform dorothy and stan that sophia is going to be fine and that they can go up and see her Uh, Stan says he'll uh, get things cleaned up and then head out. And then uh, Dorothy gives him a look that indicates that maybe she still has some feelings for him. Mm -hmm. So we change scenes yet again. And Dorothy is now in Sophia's hospital room. And Sophia scolds her for not wearing makeup, stating, I'd like to know you're taken care of or at least getting a little on the side. Mm -hmm. And then uh, after Sophia takes a shot at uh, designing women, which I decided not to do a deep dive Mm -hmm. on, uh, Rose and Blanche arrive on their way to work. Designing Women's now available on the
0: Hulu. Oh, is it? Yeah, maybe it's been there for a while, but I know Hulu's definitely plugging it for me. Oh, okay, <laughs> like, why the hell aren't you watching this one yet?
2: Uh, would
1: you be shocked if I broke out a deep dive on Designing Women? I mean, because I'm so glad you went with Sunny,
2: right? Because <laughs> it would ruin all the hard work that you had put in. We've <laughs> got a 12-part series on Gerald McRaney. <laughs> well, I know he's always talking about Delta Burke. <laughs> so. Yes, that
0: Andy McDowell. Mm-hmm. That's, I think if you're going to do the designing women deep dive, though, I think it's just
2: Meshach Taylor. because well, yeah, he, he's the one crossover exactly. star that we have between the two. Uh, exactly.
1: What, do you remember what episode that was in? I think, I think first the first episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah he, was he a cop or something? Right? He, he was the cop
2: that came to tell Blanche about her philandering. Her bigamist husband. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, Dorothy tells. <laughs> three bigamous I'm sure more to come I'd be surprised exactly final season is nothing but bigamous. 26
1: straight (laughs) (laughs) we even just had another wedding so I mean there's Mm -hmm. this place uh, the the show is heavy with weddings and and romance oh yeah it's lousy with
0: them four weddings and a funeral (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um, but yeah
1: at least a few funerals yeah the old mean lady
2: Mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, I think we've been to at least three funerals at yeah, this point, there's too. Yeah, one in the Caribbean, one in the old lady mm-hmm. with the tree. And then the guy um, who uh, Dorothy and Blanche and Sophia were all dating. Yeah, and so. then the one Rose killed in bed. Uh-huh. Well, did we go to his funeral? I'd like to think we definitely we'd <laughs> visited his grieving widow. <laughs> well, and we did see the... Um, the wake, at least, mm-hmm. of Sophia's friend that died. Mm-hmm. You know who? Then That's she shacked right, up yeah. with her husband. So. Yeah. yeah, so we had quite a lot of death. Result,
1: <laughs> resulting in a wedding. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: death and marriage are probably the two main themes of the Golden <laughs> Girls. Exactly, <laughs> the marriages are what keeps it from being murder. She wrote. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know when when the perpetrator every time is Rose, it would get a little old. Oh. <laughs> oh, would like Like every
0: episode, Rose falls in love, and then she kills a man in bed, and then the credits roll with her just giving a shit-eating grin to the camera. <laughs> like, whoop, I did it again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she puts a notch on her bedpost. Right. <laughs> I I thought
1: that'd be a great, like, Golden Girls uh, Clue, Mm. like a Golden Girls edition of Clue. Mm -hmm. And, like, one of the, you know, it was Rose in the bedroom with (laughs) With her vagina. vagina. (laughs) (laughs) They've got one.
2: Well, yeah, but he did too. I I, kind of stepped on it, but he said that it should be one of the weapons, should be Rose's vagina. Oh, gotcha. (laughs) I think the Golden Girl's
0: clue is who ate the cheesecake. Uh, So so if Rose's vagina is the culprit, I I can imagine they would have a very uh, cheese pie. (laughs) Colorful card for that one. Yeah. (laughs) The cherry cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> Not at <their> age.
1: <laughs>
2: Let's get back on track. Uh, the implications of that joke scare me. <laughs> so yeah, so so Rose is telling, uh, or excuse me, Dorothy is telling Blanche and Rose about you know how mm-hmm. kind Stan had been to her the night before. And that uh, he brought me food, held me, showed me that special part of himself. <laughs> 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 and, and Rose replied, yeah. right there in the waiting room? <laughs> that was my favorite line. Yeah, that was excellent. And uh, she admits <laughs> that she still loves Stan and that she can't let him marry somebody else. So then uh, that's the end of Act 1. And she loves him. She's going to set him free. If he comes back, mm-hmm. he's hers. And that's how you know. <laughs> exactly. It's for keeps. <laughs> exactly.
1: Well, to be fair, she set him free many times. He does keep coming back.
2: Oh, that's true. Um, but yeah, so we start off Act 2 in the kitchen with uh, Rose talking mad shit about Dorothy, now realizing that she could hear every bit of the treachery. Uh, Blanche de-
1: is called treachery in this case
2: <laughs> Blanche defends Rose pointing out what a crap bag Stan is and mentioning his uh, soft shitty body <laughs> Dor- <laughs> I wrote that specifically for Ski because here's a game that we play Have you ever played Cards Against Humanity? No. It, it's an enjoyable game um, and that is one of the one of the cars that seems to come up on a regular basis, is <laughs> soft shitty body, gotcha. and you combine it with something else, you know, to mm-hmm. create something humorous. So gotcha. I knew Ski would Thank enjoy you. that. Yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, Dorothy doesn't care what they think and is sure that Stan feels the same way, and is just waiting for her to make the first move. And then uh, after the talk, Dorothy decides that the next day before the wedding, she's going to tell Stan she loves him. Now, why would she wait? Right before yeah. the wedding, like I want really to really rub it do in. That, yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm not going to call them. I the know you're
1: all dressed,
2: and the other chick is probably here, <laughs> right?
1: But let's derail all of that. And it ruin. seems
2: so
0: cruel to the other bride, especially since like they've been on the. Catering side of this, where like the night before the <laughs> wedding, yeah. well, right. maybe that's, that's why a... she's waiting because she doesn't want them to lose the
2: business because you yeah. can't cancel on the day of, yeah. So she's well, taking yeah. more, she cares more about the caterer than she does about the bride to be, <laughs> exactly.
0: Well, she she wants the free meal,
2: yeah, <laughs> exactly. She checked the box for the fish, she wants her fish. Um, but yeah, so I had to she just... out a wedding card the other day. Oh, um, really? Uh, were you uh, was it an RSVP or yeah, uh, yeah, won't, yeah, won't be yeah. able to make it.
0: Yeah, no, it's an RSVP, mm. um, and so I checked like there are four boxes available. I checked three of the boxes, three mm. of the four, not for myself personally, but <laughs> <laughs> it's like because Helena wanted the chicken, uh, Cassie wanted the kids meal,
2: and I wanted the vegetarian. So. Mm. Wow! So what was the fourth option? Um, Cass- fish. Yeah. Okay, so chicken, fish, vegetarian, mm-hmm. or uh, or kids, kids meal. meal. Yeah. Oh, very nice. like kind of a slightly fancy wedding. Yeah, yeah. Although well, they don't have steak on the list, so. Yeah. Still so be a nice time though.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I hope that when is this wedding? Is it going to interfere I, with the podcast? No, it's October second. <laughs> oh, okay.
0: During the day, <laughs> good deal. So, yeah, uh, a no, local it, wedding. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, definitely. So, no, it won't impact this at all. So,
1: no ransomed roadkill though <laughs> as an option. Mm-mm,
0: no, sure. nothing. all right. Well, but can't be perfect. The, I guess who knows what they'll be
2: passing his orders yeah, right. <laughs> So, coming up here is, I think, maybe my favorite line of the entire series so far. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm... So, uh, see, so yeah, after uh, after Dorothy leaves, you know, and mm-hmm. lets them know what her stance is with Stan, uh, Blanche scolds Rose saying, well, way to go, Rose. You talked her into doing exactly the opposite of what we wanted her to do. And Rose replies, I guess that's why they took me off the suicide hotline at work. Yeah. <laughs> Such a great line. It was excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: if I that, didn't like the... the the stand slap back mm-hmm. so much. I mean, like, Rose has great lines in this one.
2: Yeah, it's a
0: really, really good line. Mm-hmm. It also puts her into perspective for trying to talk Mr. Terrific off
2: the ledge. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. He did jump after all, um, but I guess it worked he took out. It. I'm taking you with me. <laughs> exactly. But they, they seem to have broken up shortly after since we never hear from Mr. Right? Terrific again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's uh, true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Only with the aid of the scaffold was he well hung. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, we change scenes, and now Dorothy is arriving at Stanley's bachelor suite at the wedding venue. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorothy asks if he's lost weight, and he confesses to wearing a girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rose and Blanche ride to stop Dorothy from breaking up the wedding and resort to lies, deceit, and vandalism in their pursuit, mm-hmm. ultimately locking Dorothy out of the room. hmm which I thought it was weird, because they lock her out of the room, and then the next time we see her, she's in this yeah. hotel bar. Yeah. So did she just give up? <laughs> she was like, all right, I guess I'm not going to get it done here, so yeah. I'm going to have to you know, wait in the bar until either right before the wedding yeah. or after the wedding.
1: Yeah. Um, like, I wondered th- that, too, actually. Yeah.
2: Why do you think people stopped wearing girdles? Um, I mean, probably just because they seem terrible. Yeah, like, like so people, <laughs> they just they stop caring. Like I, I would imagine that there are girdle-like things that people still wear, yeah, like spanks and things yeah, yeah. like that. So maybe just the technology has gotten a little better, so that there's something that's not quite as awful. Um,
0: yeah. But I mean, like, what percentage wears the Spanx? Like, it seems like or- originally, like everybody had on a girdle. Like maybe not men, but like every woman. But yeah, now, I
2: just think that we've gotten to a place where at least we're at least a little better in society as far as you know body positivity. Yeah, exactly, and okay. and just kind of accepting the, you know, loving the body you're in, not the you poor know, poor uh, standards Becky, or whatever, right? Becky?
1: Blanche's uh, daughter? Oh, yeah. Yeah, mother. she
2: definitely would be a lot better off in today's mm-hmm. day and age than she was, or with any other mother in the world.
0: Um, <laughs> does, does your Becky listen to this podcast?
2: I don't believe so. She follows us on Instagram, but she I knows, don't think that she, she listens.
0: It's like the only thing in our feed that's not Golden
2: Girls related. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, if you're someone who I know is a listener, I'll definitely follow you back. Or yeah. if it's Golden Girls related, really uh-huh. then I will follow that back. Uh-huh. The random people, I still definitely appreciate appreciate that they follow us on uh-huh. on instagram or twitter or whatever else yeah um but i'm probably not going to follow if i don't know you yeah if you don't if i don't know that you're a listener and if it's not goldeners related i'm probably
0: mm-hmm.
2: not going to bother at this point yeah. although i have thought you know if at some point you know we're still we still have a long way to go on this series mm-hmm. um and i don't think any of us are settled on what our plans would be after this if we're going to do something else or just hang up our podcasting uh, headphones or mics at that mm-hmm. point or what but I have thought that we should maybe diversify things as we get closer to the end. Mm -hmm. So, that because I I think that if we were to do a follow up podcast, it probably would not be based around one specific topic Mm -hmm. like this one is. So, maybe we'd want something that uh, put some viewers out there. Well, just an online presence that reflected kind of our varied interest as opposed to the Golden Girls, Mm -hmm. which you know is very specific for this podcast right now that we're doing. Agreed. So, but anyways, I know, yeah. Anybody who does follow us on the Instagram, Mm -hmm. you know,
0: welcome to and everything. We encourage you and, you know, we like it and everything. Feel free to, you know... Use the little heart feature or whatever, um, and comment you know to your heart's content. Um, but you don't have to tell us to promote it on Reality Records. <laughs>
2: you know that message has been delivered. And <laughs> we're yeah. good. Uh, have you ever looked at the Instagram yet, Ski? I have not. Oh, I don't okay. hardly ever. Get like on are those it. bots that just keep posting? They must be because it's like when I've seen those on there, it'll literally be like the moment after I post. Yeah, it'll be on there. <laughs> <Like> some <laughs> random things like promote it at Reality Records. <laughs> yeah, so I will not be doing that. To <laughs> yeah. know. Exactly. Like The first time
0: I saw that, I was like, right on, brother. Thanks for looking out. <laughs>
2: yeah. And then like the third time you saw it, He's it's like, like oh.
0: Wait a minute.
1: <laughs> I don't think this is legitimate. Exactly. Well, what is reality records? I don't even know. <laughs> no I'm not going to click on the link or search <laughs> exactly. it out. I'm <laughs>
0: exactly. I'm going to get that algorithm into me even deeper.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I'll it's funny. Cause I, I've talked to Sherry about it and. Yeah, I, I go so back and forth. There's sometimes like one day I'll be like, oh yeah, you know, our our next you know podcast or whatever we do after this, I got this idea or that idea, mm-hmm. and I think it sounds great. And then the next day I'll be like, yeah, I think as soon as we're done with this, I'm going to hang it up, mm-hmm. and that'll be it for me. <laughs> yeah. um, and and I told her I was like, part of the problem is is that none of us are good at social media. Oh. Like we're not the type of people who are going to put in the time and effort to make a really big following we'll have our the people who you know listen to the, mm-hmm. the show yeah. but it's like i don't think any of us are good enough at self-promoting mm-hmm. to to make it to like have the self-promotion make a, a significant difference in our listenership or whatever. Any social media we s- success that we have will be, you know, in spite of our efforts. Right. Not because <laughs> <of them. laughs> but She's like, cause you know, she promotes her business on different things. She's like, Oh, well, you know, you should just like, I set aside time for myself where I do it. You know, this, you know, I just tell myself, I'm going to do this. Like one thing I'll, I'll, she has like a particular thing where she posts like a kind of inspirational ish, type uh, mental health related quote mm-hmm. a day um, or, or whatnot. Uh, and she also does hooping and things like that, that she'll put post out for that as, as well. And I'm like, well, here's the thing is that when I look at everything, I'm like, all right, those things you're doing, mm-hmm. especially the stuff about your business is mm-hmm. to make money. Mm-hmm. What I'm doing is a hobby at this mm-hmm. point. And yeah. it, it's really unlikely that we'd ever get to a point that we actually would make money off mm-hmm. of it. So I'm like, I have to decide, is it worth my time to try to expand our social media presence for my hobby, mm-hmm. or would I rather spend that time doing something else that I'd rather do than to try to figure mm-hmm. out? Exactly. And,
0: you know, any time you spend you know, cultivating the social media aspect is less time you spend researching Sonny Bono. Right. <laughs> so there's <laughs> only so many too. hours in the day.
2: <laughs> well, I, was, I was figuring, I was like, I spend about four hours per episode uh-huh. um, between yeah. watching the show and making my notes editing the show and mm-hmm. then of course the recording session yeah. itself. So, and if I'm the one doing the recap, you can add another hour to that. Yeah. Um, so 4 to 5 hours per episode. Yeah. And I'm like, and that's I enjoy 1 hour of that. Um <laughs> well an hour and a well. half that I enjoy watching the show. I really enjoy recording the episode. Yeah. But the other stuff it's like I do it because it's part of the process yeah. but not because it's something fun. Yeah. Whereas like if I'm playing a video game or watching a movie or doing some active activity which mm-hmm. I don't do enough of Generally, I enjoy 100% of that time. Yeah. <laughs> <So>.
1: <laughs> well, next time you're trying to make a decision, mm-hmm. you know, just ask yourself WWFMD.
2: What would Frank Miller
0: do?
1: <laughs> so that's a good one, but Florida man. Uh- <laughs> you know <what> Florida man.
2: <laughs> now, are we calling Brent Florida man here, or the people that he refers? No, the, the, uh, yeah, the so, Florida what would a man from Florida do? So, I just put some sort of an uh, in, inane
1: horrible thing. <laughs> that is, there are plenty no, of good. No, no <laughs> true definition. I'm, I'm going down a rabbit hole here. Okay, sorry, Florida people. <laughs> yeah, we love Floridians. our Florida <laughs> listeners. Um, yeah, our, our
2: Floridian listeners are great. They're one of our uh, higher. Um,
1: Pro- Per capita,
2: yeah, exactly. Well, they're they're one of the 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 states that we get more listens to than not all of them, but they're well, in the top like five. But you know. crazy crap happens in. Florida. Oh sure, yeah, Florida has a, a great diverse population <laughs> <laughs> that, that causes some interesting.
0: Uh... Do you ever do an overlay between like um, state listenership and state unemployment rates? No, I have. not <laughs>
2: <laughs> That would be interesting, but I don't know. I would think that people, also a good hobby right there. I've said before. I think though that. More mm-hmm. people who are employed to listen to our yeah. podcast because that's just the way, like when I am not working or whatever, I just have other things to fill my yeah, time exactly, so yeah, I think
0: more people are more likely to listen to us while they're working, yeah, or on their way to work or something exactly. like that than while they're just waking and baking uh, and right, <laughs> <laughs>
1: we know some people do it working
0: out, right, right? yeah, yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. yeah, so Hi Mario. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh, So at this point now, going back to the show, uh, we're now in our final scene with Dorothy in the hotel bar, Uh demanding a fourth basket of popcorn from the worst bartender in the world. So this is our second episode in a row featuring a bowl of popcorn. Mm Mm-hmm. And I really and wish...
0: add a bar. Yeah. yeah. I really wish um, they'd have brought Teddy Wilson back oh, and made yeah. him
2: the bartender. Well, Teddy Wilson couldn't have played this role, though, because Teddy Wilson is too charismatic <laughs> and and he could have played the, a good bartender, yeah. but I would not have wanted to see them besmirch Teddy Wilson with the, yeah. <laughs> the, the type of bartender they pre- presented here. Well,
0: I then this guy, you know, he could have played the Teddy Wilson role last time or Mm -hmm. two episodes ago. Sure. (laughs) You know, he could have been the dude from (laughs) Minneapolis or whatever who
2: ends up homeless. Right. He seems like he's been beat down by life. (laughs) Well, a a woman in a white dress, it's kind of a sooty dress, uh, comes in um, and sits down, perhaps looking for a sympathetic ear, and the bartender says, let me guess, you didn't come in here to drink. You got a problem and you need someone to talk to. Am I Right. Then take a quarter and call a shriek. This ain't cheers. It's <laughs> like um, you don't want to tip at all. First off, you give the woman <laughs> shit about wanting an extra thing of popcorn. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, which popcorn is the cheapest food in the world, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. So, exactly. Well, and, I like the, the build up to my drinks. Right.
1: <laughs> the build up to that was too. She's uh, Dorothy was like, give me another. It's like you already had two mm-hmm. or yeah. already had three or something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like, no, nah,
2: I, I want another one. He's like, all right, but don't blame me when you get sick. Right, and then hands her the popcorn. but um, And that was a decent enough joke, but definitely between that and then him going off on the bride, mm-hmm. uh, it did it. Makes him a real
1: likable character. Yeah, exactly.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, but the bride-to-be starts talking about her groom's ex-wife and how perfect she appears to be based on his descriptions of her. Uh, she reveals that the ex-wife's name is Dorothy and laments being intimidated by a woman she's never met. At Dorothy states, it's understandable. She sounds pretty terrific. I bet she's gorgeous, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the bride replies, no, the daughter had a nose job and she had her mother's nose. Evidently, it was a honker, which is not something that I would have ever associated with Dorothy. I, yeah. I don't think of Dorothy as having a big nose at all. No. Like, I think if she would have said something about if her, anything, her Stan's stature. has got a much bigger nose. Oh, yeah. Um, but
0: I know you're not a big fan of Stan. Right. I know, but I would think that Stan would have at least one picture. Of him and Dorothy and the kids at well, his yeah,
2: house for thirty eight years of marriage you know, and <laughs> exactly. kids One and all family
0: that. Poto, he's like, "This was us back in sixty two. Mm. Look how young and happy we were." Well,
2: whatever. listen, but if he saw if she saw Dorothy looking like young Dorothy, then she oh, may not recognize she sees her. Lynn Green in the picture for <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Lynn Green. Um, like her name's
0: Lynn Green, I think but I think he called her Lenny Green one time and I've got it stuck in my head.
2: <laughs> so now to you, she is always Lenny Green going exactly. forward. <laughs> exactly.
0: I do wish, cause I was thinking about that when I was watching, I was like, man, why didn't they cast Lynn Green as, um, you know, the new wife. Oh, oh yeah. that'd be that awesome. Would have been great, that would but be it would have awesome. been
2: kind of gross. He's <laughs> you know, like, just like, he got a young Dorothy. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that. But if it's someone Cash who actually in. paid to play, well, I guess that'd be okay. Um, Anyways, that, that would, maybe that was a missed opportunity Yeah. this one. But uh, Catherine reveals that she has never been married and is crazy about Stan. She says, he's smart, he's funny, and the best lover I've ever had.
0: Totsy, uh, <laughs> yeah. totsy. And
2: Dorothy retorts, uh, hey, you haven't slept around much, have you? Which I thought was a pretty good, pretty good reply. Uh, Dorothy reassures her that the ex-wife would realize how much they are in love and how nice a woman that she seems to be and not try to take Stan back. Uh, they kind of go back and forth that she would and that mm-hmm. she wouldn't, and Dorothy assures her that no, she wouldn't. And then uh, she walks Catherine to the wedding, not yet revealing her true identity, uh, which ends the episode, mm-hmm. um, leaving us to wonder how that uh, interaction went once they got oh, yeah. into the chapel. She says, "Like,
1: uh, I'll be, I'll see you again sometime. As I'm yeah. sure you will, right yeah. soon."
2: Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we had uh, six guest actors in that one. Of course, Herb Elman again, his 11th out of 25 appearances. He's mm-hmm. about to his halfway point as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, we had uh, Eleanor Donahue. She played Catherine. 141 titles to, for her name. Uh, 34 episodes of Get a Life as uh, Gladys Peterson, mm-hmm. which I do remember enjoying that show, but mm-hmm. I, I don't remember the individual characters past Chris Elliott. Yeah. Uh, 44 episodes of Days of Our Lives as Kate Honeycutt. Mm-hmm. Uh, one episode of Star Trek, the original series. And then uh, 12 episodes as Ellie Walker on The Andy Griffith Show. Uh, this is her only Golden Girls, but her role in The Andy Griffith Show, apparently, like she was his girlfriend for the first half of the first season mm-hmm. and then never seen from again yeah. after that. So, And she was actually in the opening credits with him, <laughs> which I don't think any of his other future love interests from what I read were yeah. ever in the opening credits, but mm-hmm. something happened there. But I Barney didn't. took care of that. Yeah, <laughs> was
1: like, my spot now. <laughs> no yeah. one gets in my way.
2: He's rose
0: before hose. <laughs>
2: <laughs> then we had a uh, Tom Tarpley. He played or Tom Tarpy. He played Doctor Seymour. Thirty-four titles to his name, and this is his, his only Golden Girls. Uh, Wayne Chow was the orderly. Eleven titles to his name. His only Golden Girls, but he was the pizza driver and The Karate Kid. Mm. Uh, we had a uh, Freeman King. He played the bartender. Uh,
0: <laughs> so Wayne. What's he, that? Wayne, like, he tells his friends, like, hey, I'm in the Karate Kid. I'm mm-hmm. like, are you the Karate Kid? And he's like, nope, I'm the pizza guy. <laughs> <laughs> that
2: would be disappointing, wouldn't it? It would be. But then when you saw it and you're like, oh, yeah, you're definitely no Ralph Macchio. Exactly. Who is? Yeah. <laughs> so. he is. He's the
0: best around. <laughs> exactly. He's about doof. Like, you know, Brendan Fraser's having a mm-hmm. comeback. Christian Slater's kind of having a little comeback. When's Ralph Macchio going to well, be? Well, is history?
2: he in that Cobra Kai show? Oh, yeah, he, sure guess he is. is. Yeah. And that's...
0: Well like received. That's more so. about the Williams Abca though than it
2: is well, Ralph Macchio. Yeah, probably so. Well, I mean, so. as
0: far as like people are like, oh, he's good.
2: Yeah. But uh, then we had a uh, again Freeman King. He was the bartender. Fifty mm-hmm. titles. His name again. Only Golden Girls for him. Mm-hmm. He was the uh, DJ in the Incredible Hulk uh, mm, nice. TV series, not the not the recent movie, but the 70s mm-hmm. show, Hulk right? Yeah. Uh, and then we had a uh, Franklin. Price. He was the young doctor, the one that got irritated. Uh, 16 titles to his name and his only Golden Girls. I would imagine, though, that you guys remember him best as uh, Melwin and Beastmaster 2 through the portal of time. Mm. So, I thought I recognized him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're a big fan of Beastmaster. <laughs> <so> <laughs> I, I actually really did enjoy I, It's a terrible movie when you watch it now, but <laughs> when I was a kid, I really liked Beastmaster, although I had no idea there was a, a sequel to it. Apparently two.
1: there was a, a TV show, oh, really? Beastmaster. Yeah. Was that
2: kind of recent-ish? Yeah, I think it was like, like right a around the same time show? that Kevin
1: yeah. Sorbo did Hercules. Oh, okay. The that time frame, like early '90s, something yeah. like that.
2: Very nice. It's not Beastmaster, but did you ever watch Krull? No, I never. I don't think I've ever seen that. It's a really good one too.
1: No, I don't think I've heard of that. Mm. It's
2: a good one. So, anyways, but that's that's the episode. We're we're closed out on that one. Okay, so um, since I'm the MC this week, I
0: will ask everybody, uh, what was your favorite line? Uh, my favorite line. So we normally
2: don't. Uh, I sort of just call him out during the thing yeah, yeah yeah I think you're right so who was your MVP um, I, I went ahead and went with um, Rose again on this one I mm-hmm. just thought she had the best uh, the best lines in this particular one again okay. the uh, suicide hotline line was, was just really so good, good, good. Yeah. Um, so yeah I, I gave Rosa gave Rose the MVP I think for my second or maybe third week in a row yeah
1: how about you Stan actually really? I thought this is the one episode he's been in where he really didn't do anything super scummy like
0: it showed him in the very best light. I think he's ever been shown in. Absolutely, and it shows he could be a considerate lover. Mm-hmm. Apparently,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> at least. know well,
2: to... you really liked him in the episode where he said his daughter needed to put out more. That's true. I was a so. big fan of that because you ought to him as a tender father. <laughs> he stands your spirit animal. That's <laughs> now, good advice
1: is all you know. Right?
0: Yeah. You
1: really want to keep a man, honey? <laughs>
0: So uh, I went with Catherine. Catherine, yeah, um, I just thought she was just you know just a sweet, hopeless romantic, and mm-hmm. you know, and you know, you put a little English on her. <laughs> He's the best lover I've ever had, <laughs> you know. But I like that, you know. Like mm-hmm. you know, she's smitten with him. She's like, I'm having my white wedding with this mm-hmm. guy, and you know, saying all his great things. You know, she doesn't see any flaws in Stan. She views Stan the way that Stan thinks his mother views him.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's probably that's true. right.
1: It is. Yes.
0: So anywho. So we got all that out of the way. Um, how many slices would you
2: give it, Ski?
1: I think I give it a, a five and a half.
0: Yeah. How about you? Alan? I,
2: I gave it a six, which for me is high yeah. praise for a Stan episode. Mm-hmm. As you, as Ski mentioned, and as you kind of uh, agreed, I think this was Stan's least objectionable episode so far. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly don't remember anything. In this episode where I was really like, fuck Stan. You know, yeah, like yeah. like
1: even the time where he like bought the kind of small ring, mm-hmm. he was totally self-deprecating. He was like, look, I'm cheap. I
0: understand. Mm-hmm. And I asked for help. Right. So I was like, wow, that yeah. seems like, well, we know Stan's not made of money. Right. He's always having financial issues mm-hmm. and audits and different things like that. He's doing the best
2: he can. Right. And then when Dorothy, the only really mean line that he said in the episode was a complete follow up to, you know, one from Dorothy. So <laughs> he didn't pick a fight at all. He just continued it. So, yeah. I thought it was a solid episode overall, and I think Stan's best performance, or yeah. at least the best uh, performance given to Stan so yeah, far. So, exactly. like, six, six for me. Yeah, six for me as well, you know, for all the reasons everybody's mentioned. And,
0: like I said, I just really like Catherine and hope she sticks around. Hmm. So.
2: Yeah, I think it's her only episode, so well, I guess we'll find out in later episodes if uh, they just write her out. And...
0: <laughs>
1: I'm sure they probably
0: will. <laughs> She'll
2: never be heard from again. She'll right. be the next
1: funeral. Yeah. <laughs> <Ten>. <laughs> that would be a horrible callback, right?
0: Because <laughs> rose kills her in bed. <laughs> that could be actually better. I don't yeah. <laughs> So anyways, is that all we have to do besides the stay golden cocoa bit? That's it, yeah. Alright, so well, thanks for listening. Um, tune in next week for a, a better introduction, an equal body, um,
2: and a better closing. <laughs> <laughs> so, stay golden cocoa.
1: La-da-da-da-dee.
2: <laughs> hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at sophia's choice podcast at gmail.com you can also reach us on twitter at sophia's choice pc we plan to have a new episode out every monday if you have a moment give us a rating on itunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded and of course stay golden